This is the Sunday Worship Podcast. Hello and welcome to Sunday Worship. My name is Sam Davidson and it's great to join with you. Our guest speaker today is Captain Rob Westwood-Payne and he's going to be speaking on James chapter 3 verses 13 to 18. We come here not because we are wise, but because God loves us in spite of our downfalls. O Lord, open our mind and our hearts and enable our lives to declare your praise today. Shall we pray? We draw near to you, O God, the source of all understanding, and ask you to draw near to us. Teach us your wisdom from above, that we may bear good fruit in our lives. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Bible reading this morning is James chapter 3 and verses 13 to 18. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. True wisdom comes from God. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honourable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favouritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Amen. Can I ask you a personal question? Is there anyone in your life that really drives you up the wall? If you're listening with them at the moment, don't look at them. But just think about them for a moment. You know, that one person who really irritates you. That one person you you just don't know how to deal with. On the next few occasions that I'm asked to share with you a thought on Sunday worship, I'm going to focus on relationships. This series will help us with relational health. It will help all of us to find a bit more sanity, particularly in our most difficult relationships. Do you know what I've found over the years? I can be a little foolish when it comes to my relationships. I can foolishly treat people in ways that are counterproductive. Do you know what I mean by that? I quite often find myself provoking the behaviour from difficult people that I don't want. I wonder if you've ever found that. Sometimes we find ourselves falling into the trap of deciding what we want from our relationships fulfilment, intimacy, joy, satisfaction, security, and then we decide what we need to do to get those things. 
And the problem is that what we do is almost always the wrong thing. Wisdom, on the other hand, has a different perspective. It may not totally eliminate problems in our relationships, but it certainly reduces them. One of the classic passages on wisdom in relationships in the Bible is found in James chapter 3. We read some of the verses earlier. And it tells us six things that wise people never do in their relationships. It tells us that wise people are never bitter. They never get angry. They never get resentful. They never get jealous. They're never selfish. And they're never ambitious in their relationships with others. Now, as you may be aware, James grew up with Jesus. As his brother, he would have played together with him when they were children. James probably knew Jesus as a living, breathing person better than anyone else on earth. He'd seen Jesus live his life. He'd seen him teach the crowds. He understood the love that Jesus lived out in his day-to-day interactions with people. And so, throughout his letter, we hear echoes of Jesus' example. James must have recalled how Jesus handled family and personal trials as he wrote to the church. How Jesus had endured temptation. How he'd been slow to anger. How he'd cared for people, rich and poor alike. He could remember how Jesus had controlled his tongue on occasions, how he was gentle and humble, how he was patient and long-suffering. So it's only fitting, therefore, that James's letter is full of wisdom on these matters that make up daily life for us all, and no more so than wisdom for our relationships. What I've found, and what James points out in this passage from James chapter 3, is that when it comes to the people in our lives who drive us up the wall, half of the problem, at least, is me, not them. It's how I respond to them. When I respond incorrectly to a difficult person, it makes the problem worse. So James says that godly wisdom in dealing with our relationships is first of all pure. What does he mean by the word pure? He means clean, innocent, modest, perfect, These days, we might use the word integrity. Integrity means to be sincere in obeying God. It means not having twisted motives in your desire for holiness. It means being rid of mixed motives, focusing solely on God, concentrating on serving Him in our relationships. The idea of purity or integrity is found in the Old Testament, usually in connection with the character of God. So to have pure wisdom in our relationships, to have integrity, is to mirror God's character in the way we conduct them. There's something significant, I think, in the fact that purity is listed first. Some scholars believe it's the key to all the wise relationship qualities that follow. Purity, if you like, is the overarching attribute. The authenticity and intensity of our purity determines how peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere we can be in our relationships. The reason purity or integrity is listed first is because relationships are based on trust, and trust is based on truth. If you do not have integrity in a relationship, then there is no relationship. If I lie to my wife all the time, then we might have an arrangement, but we don't have a relationship. We may even be committed to each other in marriage, but we don't have a relationship. Relationships are built on truth. Honesty is the bedrock of relationships. 
I can think of people in my life that I'm committed to in various ways, but with whom I do not have a true relationship because I cannot trust them. If you're lying to someone in your life, then you don't have a relationship. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25 says, So stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbours the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. When I've fallen into this temptation of lying in my relationships, I've discovered that all it does is bring a great tension to them. In his film A Hologram for the King, Tom Hanks plays a middle-aged American businessman who is sent to Saudi Arabia, where the king is planning to build a new city in the middle of the desert. Hanks' character, Adam Clay, must persuade the Saudis to let the company he works for provide IT technology and support for this new city. In an interview after the film debuted, Hanks told Terry Gross, host of NPR's Fresh Air, that he felt particularly connected with his character's sense of self-doubt and dislocation. Hanks said, No matter what we've done, there comes a point where you think, How did I get here? When are they going to discover that I am, in fact, a fraud and take everything away from me? Despite having won two Academy Awards and appearing in more than 70 films and TV shows, Hanks says he still finds himself doubting his own abilities. It's a higher-wire act that we all walk, he told Terry Gross. There are days when I know that three o'clock tomorrow afternoon, I'm going to have to deliver some degree of emotional goods, and if I can't do it, that means I'm going to have to fake it. If I fake it, that means they might catch me at faking it, and if they catch me at faking it, well, then it's just doomsday. That's what it's like when you lack integrity in your relationships. You live in constant fear that you're going to be found out, and that will be it. So, if you and I want to be wise in our relationships, then the first lesson James teaches us is this. Don't compromise your integrity. Don't trample on your conscience. Don't give up your convictions. Don't lead a double life. Don't lie to people. Tell those you're in relationship the truth. Because trust is built on truth. No truth, no trust. And no trust, then no relationship. You need protection in your life from the people who drive you up the wall. You need to be shielded from those who try to mess up your life all the time. The wisdom writer in Proverbs 2 verse 7 says, He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. God says, I will be your shield. Walk with integrity and I will protect you. As you learn wisdom, discretion and understanding in your relationships, they will keep you on good and safe paths. I will protect you from the lies others will say against you. I will protect you from those who twist reality, who flip meanings to be the opposite of what they say. My wisdom will shield you from those who are unrighteous, unjust and uncaring towards you. So take a moment to think back over your last week. Have you practised integrity in your relationships? Have you been tempted to stretch the truth with someone? Have you taken advantage of a privilege or a responsibility? Have you been tempted to break a commitment you made to someone? Have you gossiped behind someone's back? Would you commit this morning to spending the next week practising not exaggerating or gossiping or rationalising your bad behaviour when you get it wrong? God refuses to let lies and a lack of purity have the last word in our relationships. He wants you and me to reclaim the truth and restore integrity and purity in our relationships to become relationships wise.
So will you pray with me the words of the first verse of song 648 in our songbook? I would be true, for there are those who trust me. I would be pure, for there are those who care. I would be strong, for there is much to suffer. I would be brave, for there is much to dare. And then the promise is found in the chorus. Jesus will help me. He is my friend. He'll lead, and I will follow till life's very end. God bless you.
Let's pray together. Father God, we come before you today to ask you to help us to do everything with absolute honesty in our relationships. We ask you to sanctify us by your truth, knowing that your word is truth. Help us never to lie to one another. Help us to come clean if we mess up or make a mistake that can affect our relationships, no matter how bad we may feel about it or how embarrassed we might be. Give us the ability to be completely transparent with one another, regardless of how we feel. We thank you for the discernment to know your truth and the conviction to call on the name of Jesus. If there is anything that we've been untruthful about in the past, please help us to share it with those we need to and give us the wisdom to work through it. We thank you for helping us to be honest in our relationships as we choose to submit to your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our thanks once again go to Captain Rob Westwood-Payne for bringing us the message today. And thank you for joining us. Goodbye and God bless.